Hello, this is Elan Lines. And I'm Crystal Donnelly. Welcome to our podcast, Houses and Scents. For all your Sherwood Park and Edmonton real estate and financial information. Elan is a realtor with Remax. And Crystal is a mortgage broker with Mortgage Sisters West. We hang out every week and catch up on the real estate market, interest rates, the process of buying and selling properties, government changes. But not all at the same time, because we like to keep it short and sweet. We hope you listen and enjoy, share with friends and family, rate and comment. Now let's check in on our next episode. Hello, this is Elan. And this is Crystal. Welcome back. Woohoo! Our summer's over. Yeah. Did you, did you oh, notice? Just the gloom right off the bat. Thanks a lot, Elan. Oh really appreciate that. What did I see the other day? It was like 57 days or 58 days of, of rain. Yeah. In Edmonton or something like that. Some crazy. I know. We had a Vancouver winter, actually, is what yeah. we did. <laughs> Vancouver <laughs> winter. I'd never heard that before. That's funny. That's sad. That is yeah. funny. Yeah, I know. And now everyone, the kids are back in school and then it's, everything's bustling with schedules and just, yeah, uh, the lazy days of yeah, the I Vancouver actually, I, winter are behind us. I, I, I laughed out loud. One of my clients on her Facebook page the other day, she was sitting on her deck. She's like, oh, first day of summer. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. It's actually like five minutes of sunshine. <laughs> yeah. And it's September. And it, oh my gosh. Yeah. Painful. Yes. So, well, but you know what? Let's just go into the winter. Yeah. Let's just go. Like, let's just snow tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bring it yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, sure. Great. Oh Thanks, Len. Put goodness. that out to the universe. Ugh, she's so just painful. kidding. She's kidding. Yeah, she just didn't kidding. really mean it. Just kidding. Um, all right. So um, let's just go into, let's just jump right yeah, in. Yeah, you hit us with the market yeah. um, mm. update. And then I'm going to touch on that first time home buyer incentive. That yeah, was, I love how they that dropped that. Out. Yeah, um, boom. <laughs> September on a holiday. On a holiday <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know it had dropped. You told me today. I'm like, how do I not even know that that dropped? Yeah, well, no um, one can say our Canadian government yeah. <laughs> doesn't have a sense of humor yeah. then, hey? On Release something on Labor Day. <laughs> Painful. Yes. Um, all right, let's just go right into it. <clears throat> so August uh, market stats. So um, it's okay. Um, for Edmonton, our average days <clears throat> on market right now if, for single-family homes is 57. So it did come down from the beginning yeah. of the year. Um, our inventory in Edmonton right now, 6,405. So 6,405 listings, condos, and um, single-family homes. That is down. This time last year, it was about 7,200. So we're still off the market inventory. Mm-hmm. And what I keep telling my, my, my sellers and my buyers, that gap is people that gave up. Mm-hmm. That, so yeah. um, it, it, like well, we've had some good news with the pipeline um, looking like it's going to forge ahead. Um, the twinning and uh, and even the the key the Keystone stuff that came through from Nebraska um, last week that's all good news. Um, so I just think our inventory is going to continue to be um, higher next year. So although we're get, we've got some good news on our market like our mm-hmm. economy. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not anticipate 2020 to be a recovery year on price. Yeah, people might still be conservative a little bit. And yeah, so, well, and I think yeah. the people that gave up this year are going to try again next year. They oh, still want to okay. sell. Yeah, yeah. They're just not doing it this year because for obvious reasons, they wouldn't get the price that they want, right. which I totally sympathize with. Yeah. Um, all right, so um, for at, for sales in August in Edmonton, 1,048. So 6,400 listings, 1,048 sales, which means we have six months of inventory mm-hmm. in Edmonton. Okay still very much a buyer's market and even if um like that's 
It's a strong buyer's market. And just perception is reality in that we're in a buyer's market, mm-hmm. right? Um, for Sherwood Park, uh, we have 309 listings. At this time last year, we had about 390. So again, that 100-ish mm-hmm. gap. Um, and, but in August, there was only 79 sales, which means we've got about four months of inventory. So our, our, day, our inventory went up in Sherwood Park. Okay, Going yeah. into summer, we are around three. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and we would normally do about 100-ish sales, 110 sales in August in Sherwood Park, so we're off. Now, does September and October seem optimistic? I sure as hell hope so, because <laughs> my sellers want to sell. Um, so right now, it is, um, it, it, it's summer. August has been tough. <clears throat> so there we go on that. Um, and then our, um, our uh, average sale price, sorry, I had to think my, my train of thought, I lost it, went up a little bit. So we went up about 1% from July. Okay. And it's about the same as last year. And I just anticipate that the rest of the year, it's going to be flat. We're going to be around that 430000 for average sale price. Okay. Um, I don't see us uh, <laughs> dropping much more as we go through winter. I just think that if we didn't tank last winter when everything was so pessimistic... And now that we're feeling somewhat optimistic, why would we tank now? I right. think we'll be flat. Yeah, we're just going to keep keep on puttering we're up just gonna until keep on a major surge in the uh, economy happens. Exactly. Probably. Yeah, but even but keep in mind, even if we feel that in the spring, I don't think our, we're going to see a, a house recovery price wise. Right. Um, and just one more thing: ever sale price for condos did go up a little bit. We're at two hundred and thirty thousand um, in the month of July, we were at about 220. So we did see some of that recovery, oh, okay. um, gain back. Um, but, uh, and average days on market for condos, 74 days. So still high. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, August, not too bad. Now we're, now we'll get a, a, a um, a hit up <laughs> for September and October. So we'll see some sales. They'll have some activity. Hopefully the longer that the snow comes, the better we'll have more of a, of a fall, um, market. Yeah. So take that what you put out to the universe. Earlier. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I really actually don't want snow until like mid November. Right. So we'll get sales through September, October, um, a little bit through November, and then we're going to be doing nothing, um, yeah. until February again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that typical. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not horrible, but it's not, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yes. All right. So let's talk about what the government has gifted us for <laughs> first-time home buyers. Right. So the first-time home buyer incentive was released uh, to start taking applications on September 2nd. Obviously, none of them really went through till September 3rd. Right. Um, it's part of Canada's first national home strategy. So through a mix of funding, grants, and loans, uh, the strategy itself is a 10-year, 55-plus billion-dollar plan to ensure that Canadians across the country have access to affordable housing that meets their needs. And okay. they're first going to focus on uh, the most vulnerable Canadians. So there's a, a, ma- there's a big strategy, and there's going to be different incentives um, and different programs underneath that strategy. So the first-time home buyer incentive is just part of that um, whole strategy as a picture. Okay. And it's obviously designed to first-time home buyers um, being vulnerable in the sense that with, you know, in big markets where houses are really expensive, it's getting harder and harder for Canadians, first-time home buyers, to save enough money for their down payment. Okay. Right. So, however, uh, so let's see. So, um, that being said about saving for the down payment, the first-time home buyer incentive, it's an opportunity 
for eligible, and there's that keyword there, first-time home buyers who have a minimum of 5% down payment. So they have okay. to have that 5% down payment. Okay. And they can apply for a shared equity mortgage with the government of Canada. They can to get ap- to 10%? Yeah, so I'm just going to, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. they can apply for an additional 5% for an existing home to get to 10% then. Okay. Or 5 or additional 10% on a new built home. So mm. then they could technically be putting down 15%. They cannot do 10 and 10, just so you know, because if we're getting into 20% down, that's a no uninsured, longer, no longer uninsured mortgage. Okay. It must be. And mm. also, it's not like they can't do 5 and a quarter percent. It's 5% or 10% from the government. Okay. So, yeah. So basically, they have to have that 5% down. Uh, the incentive does not require ongoing repayments and it's not interest bearing. So it enables those first time home buyers to reduce their monthly mortgage payments without increasing their down payment because the government's given them the extra bit of money that's going to lower their actual monthly payment. So okay. that's the whole purpose is to make it, uh, the monthly cost more affordable. More, okay. Okay. Uh, there are some key notes to this, though. You do have to repay the incentive. Oh, that was my next question. Yeah, okay. after 25 years, like because that's typically a, tw- a insured Term, mortgage, yeah. 25 years, yeah. or if the property is sold, whatever happens first. The repayment of the incentive is based on the property's fair market value. So then you've got to keep this in mind that the government will share with you in the equity of your home whether it goes up or whether it goes down. So... Um, yeah, so that means essentially if you're paying it back earlier at the end of 25 years or if you sold it, it's being sold at what the market value is mm-hmm. for that house and you have to pay back. If you borrowed 5%, you have to pay back 5%. If you borrowed 10%, you have to pay back 10% of that value of the home. Okay, so, so not- they also get to enjoy in the profit, in, uh, in the in the um, organic growth yes. of the market. Yeah, also they'll they'll have to share in the drop if there's a drop. Right. But of course, that's going to be a little bit more challenging when you have, if, yours, if your portion of uh, equity is dropped as well, mm-hmm. and then you have to pay back yeah. that. So um, yeah. that's, yeah. That's okay. It's kind of like you have to, it's a bit of a juggle there. Okay. To find out if you're eligible, you need to visit uh, the website. It's called a place to call home.ca. And from there, you can complete and sign the application documents in the resource section and then take them to your mortgage broker or banker who will submit them on your behalf. And I would strongly suggest to visit the website first just to really understand the program Mm -hmm. Uh, and then to talk to myself or your mortgage broker uh, who we we can make sure that the proper criteria is entered because sometimes those applications are a little bit, you're not sure what to enter and see if if you're eligible. Um, but also we can run the numbers because it might, we want to make sure that this program is a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you, you'll want to, you'll want to weigh the pros and cons and you're going to want someone who can weigh those numbers because you may end up being able to purchase something more expensive than what this program will allow. And you might qualify for something different. So, um, okay. it is good to have that conversation with a broker as well and not just, not just rely on the website. Um, Whoopsie. And uh, basically, if you're approved for the incentive, the purchase transaction must close on or after November 1st. So if you have a a closing date of October 15th, this is not going to work. So we can start sending applications in now, but it will, it's not until after November 1st that... um, For possession or closing. For closing, if you're using this program. Okay. And here's another, you know, 
part of that package to keep in mind. All the client conditions have to be met a minimum of two weeks prior to closing. So that's a minimum 10 business days, right? So if you've got a quick close happening, this might program might not work. And because it's a brand new program and there's bound to be some delays in processing, yeah. uh, Two weeks definitely, could be aggressive. it would be, I would say yeah. that you're probably going to be looking at more like three to four weeks in that, in this first little while. Okay. Um, so, so just know, like if you have a client that's working with this program, mm-hmm. make sure you do know that. And it, they might not be able to compete in a competitive situation where the closing date is, is like within 30 days. I would say probably you're looking at 45 okay. or more good point. just now. Okay. Um, so that's a, some good food for thought. Yeah. Well, food there. for thought for realtors. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. to know. And for the clients too, because sometimes they for find sure. the house and they want that one, but there's... Yeah. Yeah. They, they want that move-in date for a specific time. But if they're using this program, funding will be delayed if... Well, especially because there's, I mean, there's a lot of vacant properties out there. Um, So, and oftentimes we'll try and leverage, well, we're going to take it off your hands, but for a cheaper price. Yeah. But if this program slows you down, then you've lost some of that leverage. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, And also something else to kind of keep in mind is that this, this particular portion of the whole uh, national strategy, Mm -hmm. it's only $1.25 billion in funding for the next three years. Okay. Cool. Um, the only thing that when you were talking about that, that kind of rang in my head is, um, is for people buying a brand new home. Mm -hmm. Um, I would still encourage anybody going into a builder or like a show home, take your realtor with you and make sure that you are paying fair market value for that property. And builders are more inclined to negotiate somewhat. Um, I know you and I are dealing with a client right now and the builder is not going to negotiate and that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But just make sure that you are not overpaying. This is not the time or the market to overpay. Right. Um, so just make sure that if you're going, if you're taking advantage of this program and, and you don't have a, a realtor, get a realtor and take them in with you to the show home before you get into um, a contract. Yeah, I agree. I, I've seen a lot of files come to me that, They've gone to the salesperson in the home. Exactly. And the salesperson is doing their job, and their job is to sell the property to the builder. So they may just not really understand. In fact, I'm 100% certain they're just not understanding the importance of protecting that buyer. Yeah, they're not going to protect the buyer. And those conditions have been very vague on the contracts um, that I've been seeing. And then as their mortgage broker, I'm telling them, well, you need to go back there and negotiate some conditions. And you know, and I, that's and not, late. that's not my role. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. uh, but we, you just want to make sure that when you're a buyer that you're protected, you yeah. know, and that you, and that, um, you have somebody in your court. Well, what I end up seeing is that they went in unprotected without a realtor and then they paid, let's call it, I don't know, $450,000 for a house that really on fair market value was only worth four. Oh dear. Because they did a bunch of upgrades. Mm-hmm. So they upgraded it so far out of the market. And now a few years later, I go in to give them an assessment and, and the house is just far too expensive. Oh, so this was done. They did this previously moved into the house yeah. overbuilt, overbuilt basically. for the wrong lot over, oh. over upgraded. And now the house is worth far too much, or they paid far too much money than that house will ever see in our very stagnant market. Right. So they, this was only two years ago. So had they stayed, planned to stay in that house for 10 or 20 years. They'd be fine. 
Right. But, but we then don't stuff always get comes to, up, stuff right? always comes up. Exactly. Yeah, we don't always get to control our future. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden they're selling a house that they intended to stay in for 10 years. And now they're selling it after two years and they're never going to get what they got for it because oh, they bad. didn't get enough. They didn't do enough due diligence when they first um, went in. And then of course, yeah, the salesperson is going to, yeah, air conditioning. Fantastic. Yeah. Let's do quartz instead of like this the standard well, yeah and the person's building a dream home so it's easy to right. get caught into that and especially if at that time they could afford it yeah yeah you know yeah, the ideas makes. yeah so that's just that's the only thing that's ringing in my head right so. that's good thought good thoughts yeah so uh, all right so that wraps up august this and is our longest market update i know today. <laughs> i know i just saw the time so uh so that's fantastic we'll roll into september let's have, hope that we've got some good news coming out of september as we get um later on and we're back to doing our weekly podcast yep you bet all right see you next week we'll see everybody next week all right always great to see you bye